You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here, as always, along with MLB.com Yankees reporter Brian Hoke. And we take a break from our breakdown of this Yankees roster as we get closer to spring training. And we'll kind of jump right into a a spring training preview, so to speak. Brian, we have some rapid-fire questions, um, short answers from you as we go through it, um, just to get people ready for what they should be able to expect from the Yankees once they get down to Tampa and report for spring training pitchers and catchers right around the corner. So the first question for you is, what is the difference for spring training this year as opposed to a year ago? And I know you can ask this of every team, but but it maybe stands out more for the Yankees than anyone, the differences in this team from last year to this year. No, for sure. I think you saw it in the last seven or eight weeks of last year, the uh, the focus is now on the, the future and the young players with the Yankees. And, uh, it, it's not just Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, Tyler Austin, Luis Severino, the guys that you've already seen at the big league level. But uh, this year in camp, you're going to be hearing a lot about Clint Frazier, Gliber Torres, James Caprillion. Uh, this is a big difference for the Yankees. Usually you know exactly what you're getting. It, it's guys like A-Rod and Derek Jeter and Mark Teixeira and Jacoby Ellsbury. Ellsbury's still there. Brian McCann's not. Uh, but the names are changing. I, I think that uh, you, you've got a lot of guys just starting their careers rather than established stars now in camp. Uh, they, they've got a little mix there, but definitely trying to work in some younger talent. I think you're going to hear a lot of hype about these young kids, too. All right, next question is, who could be a surprise on this team? And obviously you have all these young players who are going to get a chance, and, and I think the Yankees expect high things from a lot of them. But who's one guy that maybe when you look at it now – not likely to make the 25-man roster, but with a big spring, could get there. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Caprillion is a, is a guy like that. Um, he was, he missed most of last year. I think he pitched about 18 innings. He had a right flexor strain in his elbow. and uh, But he was getting that kind of hype last year, too. They were thinking about that he might be able to make his big league debut with a strong showing early in 2016. It didn't happen, obviously. But he came back, Arizona Fall League, uh, threw 97 miles an hour. He's got the makings of a three-pitch uh, mix there. Uh, you know, they, they look at him as a mid-rotation starter in his, his career or better. So I think that uh, if he can come together and have a great camp, a lot of things would have to go his way. But we've talked about the Yankees are having a wide-open competition here for the final two spots in rotation. And I think that uh, Caprillion could get his name in that mix. Uh, I'm not sure if he can do enough to, to break camp with the 25, but I think he can do enough to, to leave an impression that he would be in New York before the year is out. When you think about star power in the New York Yankees, there's normally a veteran guy who stands out as, as the superstar, or or maybe there's most of a roster of superstars. But um, there's no Derek Jeter on this team anymore. There's not even a, a Mark Teixeira on this team anymore. So when you think about star, who is the star for the Yankees, and, and how much pressure is on him this spring? Yeah, I think uh... – Look, I mean, if you want to say that the face of the Yankees, I mean, the guy who's been around the longest is Brett Gardner, but really the face of the Yankees, Gary Sanchez. That was historic, what he came up and did at the end of last year. We've never seen anything like it. Um, it, it set records, chasing records uh, from 60, 70 years ago. Now the question is, what can he do for an encore? And I think you're not expecting Sanchez to hit 60 or 70 home runs, even though he was on pace to do that at times last year. Um, but I think what you're looking at is the makings of one of the top five catchers in the American League. I, I think that's a uh, conservative guess for him. And 
he might be better than that. So I think uh, on defense, on offense, both sides of the ball, uh, working with the pitching staff, this is a star in the making. And uh, the Yankee fans are going to get a front row seat to see how it all turns out. Every front office has a vision of sorts and how they, they expect their team to come together and, and kind of build towards the future. What's the vision for the 2017 Yankees? So I think you, you want to continue the development you saw at the end of last year. Uh, they accelerated the process a little bit, obviously, with their sell-off at the deadline. Um, they were able to restock the farm system. Uh, I think they were very encouraged by what they saw the last two months of last year. That team stayed in the pennant race. They were hungry. They got some playoff experience or at least fighting for a playoff spot. They didn't make it ultimately. But uh, I think the vision is carry that over into 2017. Uh, hang tight in a very tough division. Compete, contend. Uh, maybe you get a wild card spot. I mean, if everything goes right, maybe you can talk division. But I, I think the way this roster looks to me, I would think best case scenario is a wild card this year. Uh, you get that experience under your belt. Uh, you, it's a building year, 2018, 2019. Then you start thinking championship, and maybe you uh, you replenish your roster. Maybe you go make a big signing like a Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. Uh, those are fun names to throw around. But for 2017, it's going to be fun to see these kids come in and get more experience and put some more numbers on the back of their baseball cards. And then kind of playing off that same idea, if you had to imagine the perfect 2017 New York Yankees season, what would it look like? Oh, you know, I, I think for the perfect everything-goes-right scenario, uh, Mashir Tanaka's got to be the ace. Uh, he's got to have a year like last year, really just go out and dominate, give them a chance every time. Michael Pineda's got to put it together. D.C. Sabathia's got to keep it together and have the same kind of year he did last year. One of those guys is going to have to step up in the rotation and in the battle in spring training. So let's say it's Severino or a Brian Mitchell or a Chad Green. One of those guys goes out and gives them 20, 25 really good starts. The bullpen is as good as advertised. I think uh, if you can get those leads to the late innings and you've got maybe Adam Warren, definitely Tyler Clippard, uh, Dylan Batances, Aroldis Chapman's back in the ninth inning. They can lock that down. And, and I think best-case scenario, the bats come around a little faster than you think they are. Sanchez is for real. Uh, Greg Bird comes back healthy. Aaron Judge figures it out and makes a little more contact, doesn't strike out as much. Kobe Ellsbury, Brett Gardner at the top of the lineup. This lineup should produce more runs than they did last year. That was a disappointment last year. I think they can outperform the A-Rod, Teixeira, McCann combo. Uh, but Sanchez, Bird, Judge, Matt Holliday, they've all got to go out and prove it. So I think – Best-case scenario, starting pitching is pretty good. They score a lot more runs, and the bullpen is just as good as last year. Seems like a good formula for pretty much any team in baseball. All right, so you already mentioned that Gary Sanchez is the star on this team now and is expected to be the star on this team. But who's the most important player as far as the 2017 Yankees that needs to come through? And it could be yeah, the same guy. Yeah, I make a case for Sanchez, but I'm going to go with Tanaka. I think that uh, you, you saw what you got out of him as he – Finished just shy of 200 innings last year. I mean, he gave them a chance to win every single time out. He was 14-4. and four. Uh, He pitched like an ace. He pitched like the ace they were paying him to be. Um, he's not the same pitcher he was in 2014. That's okay. Uh, he's learned how to pitch with that tear in his elbow. And uh, as long as he stays healthy, they're going to have a chance in this division. So they need him to be that guy, uh, the guy they can trust every fifth day or sometimes on the sixth day. But regardless, you got to keep that guy in the rotation. They're, they're going to bank on Masahiro Tanaka because if he goes down, you don't have a whole lot left in the rotation. So he's pivotal to me, to the Yankees, and uh, you know I'm sure that Joe Girardi and Brian Cashman feel the same way. Obviously, Tampa is a special place in the spring as far as Yankees fans go in spring training. 
Uh, what stands out to you? What makes that area, that ballpark, uh, a special place for, for New York Yankee fans to travel down to? Or I know there's plenty of them retired there in Tampa, Florida. That, that makes it special. Yeah, other than the weather, and I can't wait for 75 and sunny. But I, I think that this is the year to go down. I, I'm curious to check it out because the Yankees have sunk some money in the complex. They've given it a little facelift. Uh, there's going to be more fan-friendly areas uh, around the ballparks some nice uh, suites and concourses and all that fun stuff that uh, really makes spring training great. So I, I think that if you're a fan, you come out and there's the, the right field picnic deck. You can go out, have a beer, have a hot dog, uh, get some sun, watch the Yankees play a ball game, wander around. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of fan-friendly amenities they're going to put in there. I think that the, they're expanding the complex. It, it started to show its age a little bit in recent years, but they've uh, – They've really stayed on it, and I think that's going to carry over to Yankee Stadium, too, because there are some new areas going in in the Bronx. So the Yankees obviously um, putting money into their investment, uh, trying to make it a more fan-friendly environment. I think the spring training is where it all starts. I mean, that's the more relaxed atmosphere, and uh, I think that the fans are going to come out this year and, and want to see the kids, too. So definitely a good year if you're going to plan a road trip, come on down to Tampa. Yeah, and more of the kids will be on the main field instead of the backfields this year that you're used to having to go to those those corner fields way in the back to check out the youngsters, but they're going to be front and center uh, this year. And you mentioned it, laid-back atmosphere, and that always stood out to me as far as spring training goes. If you've never been down there as someone living up in the north and, and suffering through the winter, you know, Pick a year, if it's this year or next year, and go down and, and spend some time at spring training because it's a great time. and get to more than one ballpark, too, not just Tampa and the Yankees. All right, that'll do it for us. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.